I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. Check out NCJ, MusicCultureJournalism.com. Hip-hop is a global movement reaching all aspects of music, culture, and journalism. MCJ is the premier destination for culture-driven video and editorial content around the country. Check out MusicCultureJournalism.com. Log on today. Wingy Apparel is the latest fly and revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognize no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host Raheem Shabazz and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today, we have a special guest. Our special guest is Minister Inky. Minister Inky is known as the protege of Dr. Sebi and a master herbalist, sports nutritionist, and naturopathic doctor. Today, we have him in the building. Peace and blessings, my brother. How are you? Peace, peace, peace. I'm alive. That's Hey, in a world of endless possibilities, I think alive is all we need. That's right. That's all we need. All right, brother, we're going to get right down into it, and we ain't going to waste no time. Now, I want you to tell everybody who is Minister Inky. Uh, a father. <laughs> that would probably be the first hat I wear. Um, a father, um, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, master herbalist, um, a naturopathic doctor. I graduated from school. Um, outside of that, I, I just try to be a good brother and uh, a communityist, if I can uh, coin that term, and just try to spread some spread love and make that uh, make that a trend, make that a vibe. You know what I mean? Make that the drip, spreading love again. Right now, the thing is, is trolling. You know what I'm saying? Right now, the thing is trolling. Right now, 
trolling is trending right now. So we want to, I want to kind of, you know, pull that back and, and rewind, rewind that back, rewind back to a time where, you know, spreading love was, you know, like Big said, spread love is the Brooklyn way. Absolutely. In this day and time, we definitely have a lot of people that's on the internet and trolling, a lot of, uh, armchair revolutionaries, if you will call them that. But most people know like you from one. the internet. Sure most people know you from your books. Most people know you from your lectures. But what I want to know yeah. is, when did you come into your consciousness? I don't even like to say uh, being a part of the conscious community because when I came up with no, yeah, the knowledge itself. So when have you right. come into the knowledge itself and what was it like during them times? Um, To be honest, I was gifted, right? So, and what I mean by that is not not like how people would normally use that stuff. Like I was in the gifted class or some shit like that. But um, no, I was gifted in um, the fact that from the time I was born, my dad was teaching me, you know, Kemet, Israelites, you know, uh, masonry, and you know, I had uncles and older cousins and. I never ever had the opportunity to not be like to have I to to not have all three eyes fully open. So from the time I took my first breath, I was already being trained and and taught and you know coached. Okay, you you grew up in uh, Harlem in the Bronx, is that correct? That is correct. You do your homework. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm from the holy city of Mecca. Yeah, I'm right there, 135th. I'm from the Grand Concourse. I, I used to live up there, 158th Street, um, Gun Hill. I, I used to live all over the Bronx, but that's my that's my main stomping grounds right there. So when you say 135th Street, I already know what that is. You know what I'm saying? I have family right there, Lennox Terrace. So. Yeah, that's right across the street. That's right across the street. That's where knowledge and wisdom of the rich man began. Actually, I think my... Um, I think my older brother, Duke, used to play basketball in them projects, Lincoln Projects. Yeah, Lincoln's known for basketball, gunshots, and uh, the heroin drug trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm almost certain my family was right up in the middle, at least two or three of them categories right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, um, let's get right down to it. I really want to talk about health because, you know, your greatest wealth is your health. And I think now Absolutely. more than ever, most of us, if not all of us, is focusing on our health and we're realizing the value of it. So I, I want to yeah. um, kind of talk about that topic and discuss a couple of other things that pertains to us. Go in, go in. Oh, oh listen. I'm 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 e I'm an easy date. You know what I'm saying? So you you open any door you 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 wish. And you know what I mean? We I'm with you. All right. I heard you say that all health issues are rooted in the soul. Can you elaborate on that statement a little bit? Uh sure. Um I mean it's it's probably how much time we got? We got forever, <laughs> brother. Time is infinite. Okay. All right. So I, I might have to hold you to that. Um but when I say all health problems are rooted in the soul, um, in times past where we had people that weren't really thoroughly grounded in science, that might have been a metaphysical statement. But with the discovery or rediscovery that the soul is a physical thing, 
right? Because we almost relegated it to pure mythology. Um, now I'm able to articulate to people, you know, and say, okay, well, you know, the brain sits in four ventricles of plasma. That plasma is filled with various um, forms of phosphorus. As such, it gives off a light. That light that it gives off is where all of the information that is you is. That light is your consciousness. That is your soul right there. And it's a physical, tangible, measurable, calculable thing. Right? So once we understand that, we can backtrack and say, okay, what specific illnesses will be rooted in the soul? And when I say that, we can look at um, the constituents of that, phosphorus and phosphates. Most people don't really understand how extensive the phosphorus network is in the body, right? So I kind of have to go through some of the pieces like, okay, well, we know our body is made out of cells. Those cells come together, make tissues. Those tissues come together, make glands, et cetera, et cetera. So if we look into a cell, we could start at the innermost intimate part of the cell, which would probably be the nuclear DNA. So if you look at your nuclear DNA, it is a backbone or like we could um, liken your DNA to a chair, right? So many people know that your DNA is kind of made up of the A, G, T, U, like they know about the rungs of the ladder, but very few people pay attention to what would be equivalent to the side rails of the ladder. And the side rails of the ladder are made up of phosphorus, right? So then we dip out into the plasma. We kind of know about ATP, at least a little bit to some extent, right? Most of us, we've heard the saying, if we don't know it, that the body's electric, but that's kind of only half the story, right? Mitochondria are really the electrical part to our bodies, right? And they kind of live in and off of us. But what mitochondria do is recycle phosphorus for us. And we take that phosphorus in the form of magnesium ATP. And via combustion, we release light from the phosphorus. And that light we use to power the biochemical reactions in the cell's plasma. So you got nuclear DNA, phosphorus. You have in the plasma, phosphorus. The microtubules, which would be the skeleton of your cell. Those are made of tubulin, and that tubulin is also made from phosphorus, right? Then we go to the membrane of the cell, and this is just a quick overview. Then we go to the membrane of the cell, which would be like the skin of the cell. That skin is made from phospholipids, right? So the reason why I'm uh, highlighting phosphorus in all of these places is because anywhere where you have phosphorus come in contact with oxygen, you're going to start to produce some degree of light. And the easiest way I try to explain phosphorus to people is through TV, right? We all have TV and most of us kind of take for granted TV or even your cell phone or your, your, your monitor, your screen, whatever. We just kind of take for granted. We turn it on and tune the channels and woo, woo, woo. Most of us don't really go in deep enough to figure out like how do, how do these pictures get onto the screen? Like, where is this coming from? And then somebody say, oh, it comes from the cable wire or the internet. or But people don't really pay attention to what that is. So to make that simple, you have a signal coming in, a frequency, which is usually electric. And those electrons are directed. Now, this is super simplification, but 
those electrons are directed at phosphorus. And the phosphorus is what actually gives us all of the different colors and pictures and all of the lights that we see on the TV. Your body is, is uh, very similarly designed, more complex, a lot more complex, but very similarly designed. So any flaw anywhere in this network of information transfer, right? Um, or maybe, or maybe I shouldn't say right. I shouldn't assume that everybody listening understands um, light is synonymous with information at that level. But um, when you have friction or vibration, and you you may be familiar with some ancient texts, whether it's Kemet um, or the Bible or the Quran or etc. But usually, creation starts with the utterance, with a word, with a vibration, because that's the origin of your friction and the creation of electricity and information. It starts with movement, right? So, so that's where you get electricity. Once there's radiation of that charge outside of the medium that was created in, now you have light. Where that information is stored and collected, you have a magnetic field, right? So that's how those three work in tandem, just to make it super simple so that people can get an idea of the relationship between electricity, light, and magnetism. So inside your body is no different, right? The light is its information. That's how you have, I don't know, uh, it depends on the calculations because you got maybe 20, 25 million, I mean, 20, 25 billion red red blood cells or, or in the trillion somewhere. It's the number of cells our body is made of is crazy. But each of your body cells has to be aware of the hundred thousand biochemical reactions taking place inside of each cell every second. Wow. So every second there's a hundred thousand semi biochemical reactions taking place. And in order for your body to function smoothly Every other cell not only has to be able to do what it's doing, but it also has to be aware of what every other cell is doing. And that could only happen if the information was traveling to and from all these cells at the speed of light. Now, let me ask you something else, right? When you talk about light, electricity, and magnetism, uh, we talking about like electric force field? No, I wouldn't say like a. I wouldn't say like a force field. Um, no, because it, you have you have subtle. It's subtle, so it's not like you would like walk towards a person and then like you know what I'm saying. It's not like Star Trek or like that. You <laughs> nah, like walk I know towards that. a person, <laughs> be knocking you on the floor. But but I will say this: our magnetism does play out in a way when we socialize, right? Because there's there's people that you you can walk into a room from the very first time you meet them and y'all just don't click. Like y'all just butt heads. He say left, you say right. He say cold, you say hot. Like it's just, that's, it's just that. Like y'all just don't mix, right? Um, and then there are people that we meet. We meet for the very first time and we know we want to spend our life with this person you know what I'm saying? Or some significant portion. Like, we just don't want to be separated from this person. So there is a more subtle, refined level where magnetism um, literally plays. 
a very key role in our social interactions on a regular. Yeah, the guards, we call that the magnetic attraction. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah, when you're playing with, with, but, with magnetic. You but, know, Yaku played with two magnetic steels too, you know? Well, here's the thing with that. A lot of, a lot of what was handed down to us, we could not scientifically verify. Mm. So those of us that believed, we continued to study. Those of us that required tangible, I got to put it in my hand, proof, those are the people that either fell away from what their, you know, their old heads handed them or began to come around and ridicule it later on. So, so we, 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 we're, in a, we're in the midst of that right now where um, our current scholars spend more time trying to debunk and ridicule what our OGs and elders handed us down as opposed to trying to find, trying to find the, the validation put our OGs on the pedestals where they belong at. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been around long enough to listen to people laughing at the whole, yeah, well, y'all yeah, cool with the magnetics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with magnetics. Ain't no such thing. I'll say this. Science, right now, you can go online and the new neuroscience is saying that instead of one brain with two halves, we actually have two separate brains that function in tandem, right? There's a host of new machines and work being done in Stanford and, and, and Harvard that are... Um, uh, well, they've already validated the magnetic uh, field from the heart and the brain, but now they're trying to map the information in those fields, and the new computers are based on that science, right? Being able to map how information is stored in magnetic fields. So it, there was one time where we were just handed that and we had to run with it because, you know, we didn't know anything else. But now, for those of us that stay in the studio long enough, you know what I'm saying? That's how I, I like it in the studio to the library. You know, for those of us that stay in the studio long enough, the justification of the long hours of study is now afoot. Now we're, now we're beginning to be able to say, oh, wow, okay, so there is a physicality to some of the things that just were outside of the reach or outside of the sensitivities of our technology throughout the 80s and 90s and maybe even the early 2000s. But what we have now, we're able to validate some of the things that we, we got 100 years ago. It's, it's 2020 almost. So, I mean, we, we got, we got, a, we got a, a nice influx of information around 1919, 1920, 1930, that whole. So we got, we got, a, we got a lot of stuff 100 years ago, but then that, has legs and roots and foundations and information that may be a thousand, two thousand, five thousand years old, and now we're able to validate a lot of those things. So I'm definitely in agreement with you in, in terms of your, your, where you're going with it. Yeah, absolutely. And also, when you talk about um, information being stored in uh, magnetic, you know, in magnets, you know, when you look at the credit card. All your information, your data that's right. is stored black in that strip. magnetic that's right. strip. So that's right. It, it all it and all inside your sense. computer, your hard drive. It, 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 that's that's how information is stored. Period. Like it's it's no matter what type, whether you got a, a old school hard drive, a solid state hard drive, it's it's based on magnetism. Period. Like that's that's just the basis of how information is stored. So 
you know, it's, it's one thing to not know a thing, but then, you know, it's, it's one thing to try to dispute something that's a fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, so anybody trying to dispute whether information is stored in magnetics in magnetic fields is just, you know, they just bumping their head on the wall. All right. Speaking of facts, let's talk about the facts that's in your uh, new book, which is titled Soul Craft. And I understand that you have uh, several accompanying videos that's going to go with this book. So tell me about the title Soul Craft. What made you um, use that title and what does the book entail? It's a good question. When you have a line of study. Right, I, I'm gonna say it that way. When you have a line of study, because um, nowadays what floats in our community for scholarship to me is not really scholarship for a variety of reasons. But for one reason is that people don't have a thing that they do that they stay at. Meaning, you got somebody they might be teaching math on Monday, uh, relationships on Tuesday, science on Wednesday diet on Thursday, like you, you can't really be mastering and, and getting to the depths of what it is that you're trying to bring to the people if you're jumping all over the place based on what's popular, right? So that's, that's a part of the social, social network scholarship thing that's going on where whatever's trendy is what I'm talking about, right? Me, on the other hand, I just stick to my, you know, I just stay in my lane. Like, this is what I do. You go back five years ago, watch my video, same subject matter. Ten years ago, watch my video, same subject matter. Before there was YouTube, I was uh, on Hunt 25th Street with Info DC, Azariah, um, Brother Kaba, same conversation. Like, this is just what I've always been interested in. So there's been a series of epiphanies and small discoveries on the way to um, what's really, like, making noise now, which is the whole soul thing like that. Uh, founder of the soul is, like, such a strong <laughs> title. <laughs> It's such a strong title. And you know what I'm saying? I get it. I like the energy, but it it, it, it is a strong title. You know what I mean? But so um, one of which was I was the only guy. I probably still am the only guy. Maybe I've, I've, I've influenced a, a couple of folks. But for, I, I'd say, at least 10 years, I was the only guy saying, um, you know, melanin does not perform photosynthesis. Melanin's not photosynthetic. Like, you know, you had a lot of people over the years like, oh, yeah, well, melanin is like, it's the it's the human form of chlorophyll. And I'm like, nah, it's not. No, it is. It's the, you know, chlorophyll is the same type of protein, pigment. Only difference is it's magnesium. And then the melanin is not magnesium, you know, because the red blood cells have iron. And I'm listening to this type of rhetoric. And I'm like, but wait a minute. A, you're wrong. It's not a different type of chlorophyll. That's number one. Number two, for the longest, people were having those conversations and they were mixing blood with melanin. Blood has iron in it, but they, didn't, they never finished and said what was the mineral um, grounded in, in the melanin, which is sodium. We, we, we kind of know now uh, sodium plays a key role in, um, you know, a lot of people thought it was selenium for a long time, right? But now we know it's sodium that's playing a key role in melanin, or at least eumelanin anyway. And, um... So, so my thing was melanin was not photosynthetic. It was photovoltaic, mm. right? And so, so, so I want to put that on and then, um, then go ahead, get to your question. Yeah, real quickly, you said that sodium 
is what plays a big part in melanin, right? And we yeah. know a yeah. high volume of sodium is what leads to high blood pressure. Is this the reason why most uh, blacks have high blood pressure and hypertension? Um, it's a contributing factor. Because we, we have a high factor. concentration of melanin, is that it? It's, a, it's definitely a contributing factor, absolutely, because we have, we're, we're a lot more sensitive to sodium than everybody else. Mm. Yeah, we're a lot more sensitive that, that. to sodium than everybody else. In fact, the original name for sodium was netarium. Netarium. Think about that. From the netters, right? From the netters. Netarium. That was the original name of, 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 of salt or sodium. And when you go back to Kemet, that's what they use to embalm the bodies and to purify. And let me ask you so something. We talk since, about, we, since we're talking about Kemet and embalming the bodies, I know that when they embalm the bodies, they would take everything and, and um, cover it, but the main part was the heart. Like, they never got rid of the yeah. heart. Why was that? Well, um, well see, that, that's good. That brings us back to the top of the show. Um, and I know uh, for the for the family that's going to be be listening, you know what I'm saying? Like this is, you know what I'm saying? It's a complex idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's something that you really got to kind of get comfortable with and go into the information and just sit down and study and play with it for yourself. But um, the reason why they left the heart, right? So first we can do it like this. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple of nuances, right? Uh, when you go back into Kemet, they had two words for heart, right? One was one was something like heti, right? The pronunciations are debatable, um, but then and that was that was for the physical heart. That was the the uh, the word for the physical heart. Then there was another term, the id, which was for the magnetic field, um, which we know of as the spirit or the mind, right? And that was the reason why the heart was left, because the heart generates a magnetic field um, by some estimations 5,000 times as strong as the brain's. Mm. So when we talk about magnetic fields being um, what stores information, the magnetic field generated by your heart is what stores all of your information. So that was a part of the reason why the weighing of the heart ceremony is to judge the heart because we judge the heart. We're judging your, your entire life, your, your entire accumulation of your experiences, your knowledges, what your knowledge, what you learned, what you did, what you refrained from is all stored there. So that was the whole purpose of the heart. The heart was the progenitor of the mind. So the heart is where the acoustic records is stored at. Um, I guess it depends on people's interpretation of the acoustic records, but but as, as in terms of your mind, that's where your mind is, that magnetic field, and that's kind of why if you just take it to a mundane level, right? Somebody could have some head trauma, right? Like say, for instance, a football player, bang, they get a tough hit. You know what I'm saying? they can have short-term amnesia, right? So that means they won't be able to remember anything for a few minutes. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, they bring out the smell of salt, maybe drink a little water, you know, wash their face, bring them back too. 
20 minutes, 30 minutes, they remember everything, or maybe even shorter or longer. You know what I'm saying? With memory, you never know. But the, the, the thing is, is when they look at the brain, there's nothing physically done to the brain inhibiting the memory. So that's always been a mystery. But when you understand that the memory is not located in the physical brain and that the physical brain is just a conduit for access, then it's similar to your computer. Like if you have a computer and something's wrong with the processor, right? You can take that computer down to the computer shop. They could take your hard drive out and put that hard drive into a new computer and you have all your memory. Or like if you take your cell phone, you drop your cell phone, your screen mess up. You can still go get a new phone and have them change all your pictures and phone numbers from one phone into the next because the hard drive, the magnetic field where all the memory is stored, that is fine. It's not damaged. It's your processing unit that allows you to access that information, which has the damage. Mm. So that's another way to look at, you know, it on a, on a much more tangible way to understand it and see it and, you know, recognize how simple this was. If we kind of just stuck to our guns and stayed in the studio long enough, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing remarkable that I did except just continue to study. So, um, you know, it was just a couple of things that just led me, led me down the road. Like figuring out melanin was photovoltaic was important because I realized that uh, light was the basis for our body to run because, you know, a lot of people get hung up on the, oh, okay, well, you know, what about other people? They don't have the same amount of, you know, you melanin we have. Some people have fail melanin. Some people don't have any melanin, but that's not true. You know, we all have to have neuromelanin. You know, we all have to have melanin inside our heart in order for our heart to function. If our if our heart and our brain didn't have melanin in it, we wouldn't be it wouldn't function. Like just it would just be that you wouldn't be able to be alive and articulate. You might be hooked up to machines like a vegetable, but you wouldn't be able to you know, there wouldn't be a you. So everybody has to have melanin. You know what I'm saying? And then as I started to look deeper into it and study the mitochondria and then really get a full understanding of ATP and that whole process, I realized that we weren't metabolizing food for electricity to power our body. Those potentials and that elect those electrons and all of that, those were relegated to the mitochondria. The mitochondria in turn gave us ATP of which we fired off the phosphorus for the release of energy that the phosphorus gives off. And then it only takes five minutes to understand what that energy is just in the form of light. And, um, I was off and running at that point. I don't know. I forgot what, I, I don't know what I was doing studying Kemet, but I, I was somewhere in Kemet and I was combing through, uh, now mind you, these are all years apart. These, these revelations and discoveries, you know what I mean? But I was somewhere um, in the, the story of Isis and Osiris and, and Horus. And um, I think it was, it might have been Horus really that blew this whole thing wide open because Horus, when you, when you, the Greeks came into Kemet and what they did with Horus was crazy. So it made me curious to keep digging there. They turned Horus from the, the god of living redemption, meaning you have a lot of gods 
or godlike figures, and their idea is to offer you redemption in a post-death kind of sense. Whereas Horace was about living redemption, like right now, like healing the sick, like now, healing the body, you know. And so when the Greeks got in there and they turned him into a boy, the boy of the royal secret kind of vibe, and he's got his finger over his lips. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, what is this right here? You know what I mean? And then, you know, the popular Illuminati, um, you know, our people are so full of foolishness. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they obsessed with this Illuminati, homosexual, pedophile ideology that's not really real. So immediately, most people that you, you, you ask about that or you bring that to, you're like, oh, yeah, well, this was some pedophile Greek fool. No, it had nothing to do with that. So I just kind of dug in deeper and I said, okay, well, let's go back to Horace's story. Okay. So Osiris is killed. Isis resurrects Osiris, and then we, we get Horace from that resurrection. So I'm, I'm playing with it over and over in my mind. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm missing something. So let me go back to the text. And Isis didn't exactly resurrect Osiris, right? He did, she, she didn't exactly resurrect Osiris. It was Bane Jadet, right? Which later on, which later on became, um, like in the 1800s, they... they they stole that, like a lot of things, they stole that and created the Baphomet. But Bane Jadet was the original goat, and he was known as the soul of Osiris. Now, when you look at this goat, right, immediately, if you're familiar with anatomy, so that, that might limit some people's ability to see it right away. But if you're familiar with anatomy, immediately, as soon as you see this picture of the goat, like in a lot of the videos I put up, I show the actual side by side. So like I got a uh, a couple of books where I actually put the slides of what the four ventricles look like and what the soul of Osiris was depicted as. And it's immediately you see it right there. Like bam, okay, so that oh okay, so now this makes sense. And then when you think when you think today even in computers like where we're talking about information processing and hard drive et cetera et cetera. What do they use to process information in the computer? What is it called? RAM. Oh, and the RAM is the goat. RAM. Oh man. RAM. Yeah. It's 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 still the same. So yeah, so it's still the same, right? So um, so when I seen this, and I was like, okay. So then it just it just led me down, you know, further down the rabbit hole until I was able to really look at what's the the constitution of the, the quote-unquote cerebral spinal fluid. I just say plasma because when you look in the body, water as plasma has a zillion different names, and I think that's a part of what confuses people and makes people think it's something else, right? Even blood. Blood is still water. Like, it's, it's water. The only reason why it's red is because you have so many red blood cells in it. Like, it's like putting a pack of Kool-Aid in clean water. Right. If you have red Kool-Aid, it turns the Kool-Aid, it turns the water red. But we're not confused into thinking that the liquid portion of Kool-Aid is still not water. Like that's what it is, you know. So um, but so I just wanted to get deeper in depth, you know, a, a, a better familiarity before I start putting myself out there in terms of what is the composition of this this fluid and, you know, how does how does everything work? And then 
you know, some of the things are kind of right in your face. Like there's nothing in the body that works dry, right? There's nothing in the body that works when it's dry. Can you explain so that a little bit? That, um, like if you think of anything that's in your body, any cell, any tissue, any gland, any organ, like none of them work dry. Your brain, your heart, your liver, your lung, your, uh, you know, whatever, anything you think of. They don't work dry. Yeah, because so, the body is made up of three-fourths of water anyway, right? Right. But that should tell you it's something that's in that water, in that liquid, that's facilitating the information transfer that's required for everything in it. Whereas when I would go through uh, biochemical textbooks, like um, like they have for school to organize or to, to authorize, I should say, you go through these biochemistry books and water is not in them. <laughs> water is not in them. And, and it just baffled me for the longest because everything requires plasma or some form of water, whether they call it interstitial fluid, uh, plasma, cerebral spinal fluid, um, cochlear fluid, like what, no matter what part of the body, uh, cytoplasm, like whatever you, pleurisy fluid, like I, I could just, the longer I think about it, the more names, but it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? The, the ionic mixture might be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? The, the levels of specific minerals may be, you have some variation there, but it's still pretty much water at the end of the day to simplify it. And without that, nothing works. So that was another, that was another key piece. And then to figure out what is the other key piece and then what carries information. We know that being light now and just, just, just putting all the pieces together, you know what I mean? And just, I guess 20 some years and, you know, that's, that's probably what's going to sum up my work. If, 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 if I go to my grave and, and that's what sums up my lifetime worth of work, Dr. Inky, founder of the soul, I'm lit. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm not bad with that title. Right there. That's, 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 that's a heavy one, but you know, I, I wear it, you know what I mean? But, um, when we look at all of the different ways that water and phosphorus interact with the body, then we could branch back out into all of the separate illnesses that, um, or, or most of the metabolic illnesses. I should have probably prefaced it that way. I know you're trying to get something in, but I should have probably prefaced it that way, right? Because we know there's a difference between genetic illnesses and then metabolic illnesses. So I probably should have said metabolic illnesses. Okay, real quickly, let's go back to the story of Osiris and Isis, right? Um, yeah. I remember the story, and from my recollection, Osiris' body was scattered in 14 pieces. Chopped up. Correct, Amundo. Something like that. There's some variation amongst the stories. Like, there's a couple of different variations on the Isis-Osiris story. All right. But, and, yeah, 14 she, pieces works. And she found all the pieces except one. What was that one piece that yeah. she didn't find? I'm not sure. In some stories, it says phallus. Um, a fish swallowed it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's some different nuances. Okay, okay. Now I thought it was the heart. That's what I was just asking for that. All right. So moving right along, um, I remember hearing uh, a lecture that you had gave, and you talked about um, pregnant woman 
and uh, she had called you and asked you for some advice. And um, you was telling her about being pregnant. She wanted to know what type of herbs she should take and if herbs was good. And um, you told her it depends on what type of herbs. Now, that brought it to my yeah. attention because I was under the assumption that herbs is natural and all herbs is good. It comes from the earth. But you went oh, yeah, and no. broke it down. And um, yeah. you debunked that notion that all herbs is good and you could take any herbs while you're pregnant. Yeah, that's, you want to go into a little yeah. bit of that for our listeners? Um, I mean, I guess it's 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 kind of it's it's a little it, it can get it can it can become a lengthy conversation or get deep, but just in a simplified form, you have some herbs that um all right, we'll do it two ways, right? So you have what's called the peristaltic wave, right? We can do it that way also. So you have a peristaltic wave. That's kind of the wave that goes through your body from mouth to anus to keep things flowing, right? And so some herbs, in order to help you make a bowel movement, increase that peristaltic wave, right? But in increasing that wave, they can create contractions and send you into early labor. And depending on where you are with the baby, that can damage you or the baby or send your body into, you know, um, you know, you may have to do a four C-section or something crazy. Um, there are other herbs, um, just on a very simple level that will dehydrate the body. There's, there are other herbs that will dehydrate the body and dehydrating the body dehydrates the baby. And a dehydrated baby, you run the risk of having a miscarriage or a stillbirth or, uh, or any of those things. So um, just on those two basic levels, you know what I mean? You can, you can run the risk of creating some, some crazy stuff going on. So herb time for um, pregnancy is pre-pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Now, during the pregnancy, there's still some stuff you can take, like to boost up the blood strength. You know what I'm saying? And some moss and like there's there's a bunch of herbs that's still good, but you need to have somebody that knows what they're doing and that has some idea of your body tell you those things. It's not like for people and a lot of people and I know I contributed to this. So I, I, I always say it and take it with a grain of salt. You know, because people listen to the lingo, they see our dress with the gold teeth and the and the, and the jewelry, and the, they hear the lingo, and so they think that it's just that simple, just that easy. You know what I'm saying? Like I give people the Michael Jordan impression. Remember that commercial? Where Michael's like, "I'm sorry that I made it seem like every time it come down to the buzzer, I'ma just hit the shot." You know what I mean? Like I'm sorry that you didn't see the hours of me pouring over, sweating in the gym. Like you know what I mean? Like I didn't make, I didn't mean to make it look that easy. Yeah, but people kind of get that energy, so they think they could just like watch two or three YouTube videos, and then poof, they got herbs and products, and they're suggesting to people this, that, and the other. Or maybe you read one book, and all of a sudden you're nice, or you watch a savvy video, and you deep. Like, no, you know, you can't, you can't listen to somebody that's trying to give advice fly by night style, and you can't yourself just walk into GNC or the vitamin shop or your local herb place, you know, four or five months pregnant and be like, okay, uh, what's some good herbs? 
people that work in healthful places recommend things that are absolutely super dangerous to pregnant women. You know what I mean? And just, just not knowing, though, in good spirits. But my dad used to tell me the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? So that, that always stuck with me. You know what I mean? Like, you, you really need to just kind of know what you're doing. And once you get pregnant, anything that you put in your body should be, um, should have a heightened level of importance, but also you should, you should be super specific with what it is that you're trying to put into your body. All right. We get ready to go to a quick commercial break and pay some bills, and then we'll be back. Make sure you stay tuned to Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am your host, Raheem Shabazz. And for those that are just joining us, we are interviewing Minister Inky. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docuseries. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor, and when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news, and I will check in to the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is Akua of Cultivated Roots Media, and I choose to tune in to Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. This is Shali. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my class, rooms as an African-centered therapist. I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on the Necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Uh, you want to so, go back over um, what you were saying again? Yeah, so basically what I did was I simplified um, food for a lot of people um, into three basic categories, right? So you have the foods that you eat that are uh, water-soluble, right? And the nutrients are water-soluble. Then you have, because this, this is what your body basically breaks down to, right? Because um, if you're looking at your body being composed of cells, really each one of your cells is a big glob of, of water. Right. So so that's what you, you're really talking about. Right. So um, first category is things that are water soluble, water soluble nutrients. Um, that's your most vital form of nutrients. Then you have your um, your your acids. Right. Your acids support water. Right. So if you hear uh, people saying uh, structured water or um, your cellular water being structured water, any of those things. It's structured by the proteins, 
right? So the amino acids, the fatty acids, the acids, pretty much the the good acids, right? Um, and then the third category, which will be things that are acidic. So I like to always make the differentiation for people between acids and acidic, right? Because I think a lot of people that don't stay in the studio long enough, they just kind of heard a save election. Like, oh yeah, alkaline's good, acid's bad. And so they, they, they just kind of ran away with an incomplete understanding and didn't really understand, okay, my body's composed of acid, right? My bones are made of acid. All of the, all, my melanin, you know, every melanin is the buzzword now, but melanin is acid, right? It's, it's a protein, it's just composed of acids, right? Whether we're talking about the amino acid side or the carboxylic acid side, melanin is composed of acids. Um, Likewise, with all your hormones, hormones are also proteins. Those are made of acids, right? Um, the membrane of your cell, those are made of fatty acids or phospholipids, right? So, um, but those are the things that structure water and um, allow for the interaction and communication, uh, the utilization of light and uh, other forms of communication within the cellular network, um, ions and, you know, charge and, and metabolism and all of those things function that way enzymes are, are protein based so so you have the water and then the protective acids then you have things that are acidic right and so the easiest way to understand that is your free radical concept things that steal vitality away from cells right so if it steals electricity from the cells it's considered a free radical or, or just a bad guy in general right um, so when we eat, we should largely just look at food that way, right? If we looked at food that way, I think it'd be a lot more simple, right? We, we understood, okay, well, this is trash, you know, this is, this is not nutritious food, but I'm going to have some of this anyway, cause you know, I have a taste for this, right? Because a lot of people think, for instance, if I say, um, I'm about to have this burger right here, but this is vegan. They think vegan means nutritious, right? And vegan does not mean nutritious, <laughs> Hmm. There's plenty of things that's vegan that's not nutritious. There's plenty of things that's vegan that's actually not good for you. Yeah, I heard right? you give a, 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 a example where you say Oreo cookies is vegan, but it's not nutritious. Right, perfect, perfect example. Right, so people have to get that kind of thing down pat. And if we're dealing with um, uh, sisters and they're having babies, we got to under they they have to understand. That in most cases, especially the way we do things, right? Because we just kind of have sex and then somebody gets pregnant. It's like, ah, you want to keep it? You want to keep it? Nah, I think we should think about it. You know what that means? Like, nah, I don't want to keep it. But then you go back and forth, you make a decision and whatever you're keeping it. But we don't really decide maybe a year out, okay, let's have a baby, babe. So that she has time to develop a reservoir of nutrition. She has time to build a reservoir of minerals, a reservoir of, of uh, whatever vitamins her body can store, you know, particularly fat-soluble, most of your water-soluble vitamins you're going to get rid of every day. But as much nutrition as she can store up because you have to have enough nutrition to supply this brand-new baby with a complete new body, mm. right? And so just... Just all of those little things are what, you know, that's that's the main part where we where we go wrong. It's not even the nutrition so much to speak in pregnancy. It's just the lack of planning in pregnancy, right? Because we could still wild out if we wilding, drinking, smoking, pills, whatever. Like, you can go crazy. Your, your body is incredibly resilient. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm from the Bronx. It's, it's been dope fiends and crackheads 
that was dope fiends and crackheads in my neighborhood for 20, 30 years, cleaned themselves up for 12 months and had healthy babies. <laughs> Not to mention, totally not, not man, not to mention that some of them have healthy babies. Wow, in the mix of their, you know, their so sojourn. So our bodies are incredibly resilient, you know. So you you do what you do, but if we would just say, okay, cool, I'm gonna go ahead and, and allow this period to cleanse, you know, I'm gonna cleanse, and that that means body, and that also means mind. Like I'm gonna try to withdraw from. X amount of gratuitous violence that I, I, I put into my mind because so much more than just um, what we eat goes into that baby, especially at the moment of conception. So once we start to, to, to go into that conversation where we like, okay, so soul, we talking about a light body, we talking about the mind, the spirit, where the information is, oh, okay, so now we, we get to go and look at sex different now we get to see the merging of spirits being the merging of minds and those two things coming together that moment of conception there's a lot more that goes into your child than just your physical and a lot of things especially when regarding parenthood i know from experience i have 10 children so this being one of them because i can look at each i can see my mental development at each level at each one of my children i can see where i was at mentally when i had them because that's where they are so whatever i was on that's what they're on when they came out and so that helped me to realize that there was a there was a much bigger spiritual influence when we start to you know we start having babies than than people are giving credence to and it's a very touchy subject because once you begin to go down that road then you have to say, okay, well, if that's the case and there's a spiritual component to having children, what do we then say about the, uh, the growing population of children that may have come from a dish, right? Artificial, artificial, uh, births and inseminations and, you know, uh, all kinds of different things that's going on nowadays via technology. Yeah. Those are going to be robotic babies. Well, it's it's it, they they've already done some studies, and there's definitely some differences in terms of uh, internal stress levels and um, heightened intelligence, respiration rates, and uh, heightened intelligence and um, metabolic illness. And there's already been some some preliminary tests that show that there's some definite differences between natural born children and uh, children that were in vitro and, and some of these other different. Uh, ways to create children nowadays yeah right? so think, there's a lot of things to to having a spiritual conversation like so we we really this i i'm i'm really like creating a spiritual revolution because we're coming out of like a dark ages where even our conscious quote-unquote conscious circles are anti-spirituality the moment you start to bring anything remotely spiritual into people who claim to be like this is the this is the mantra. Oh, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. <laughs> Soon as you discuss anything remotely spiritual with them, they're gonna start looking at you crazy. Soon as you mention ancestor this or alter that or anything, uh, the church, the the ghost, the, anything outside of the physical reality, these quote unquote spiritual people is gonna get real weird on you. You know, so now that 
we're able to put hardcore science behind some of these concepts, it's just going to be, um, it's just going to be funny to see how people backpedal. And I think spirituality is involved in everything. Now, when you talk about sex, you know, um, looking at it in the spiritual aspect, you know, sex is only sacred energy unknown. And when you talk about, um, you know, uh, artificial assimilation and different ways to conceive babies, you know, everything got to be done naturally. Because when you do that, you ain't doing nothing but genetic engineering. And then you're modifying your seeds. Now, we talk about not wanting to eat nothing that has GMO, you know, because it's genetically modified. But when you tamper Come with on. having Come on. unnatural birth, you know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> you having GMO hey. babies. That's going to be worse listen, than baby just, kids. Am I hey, right or am I wrong? Listen. I, the way I put it is this, right? Because I, I try not to offend people, but it's you just got to sit back and say, well, this is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because we we are very contradictory people. We're very contradictory. So we will not eat GMOs, but have a in vitro fertilization. Like we will, for instance, attack the Bible while we praise Dr. Sabi even though Dr. Sebi taught out of the Bible. Wow. That's like super contradictory to me. I'm looking at people as they're attacking the Bible on one side they face and on the other side they face, they popping up Dr. Sebi. I'm like, wait a minute. You do know that Dr. Sebi taught out of the Bible. The diet is from the first chapter, right? With, with, with references in Ezekiel, et cetera, et cetera. And his, his number one mantra, the herbs are for the healing of the nature is from Revelations. Like this is... This is a biblical conversation. Speaking so, of Dr. Sebi, right? I know that you are involved in the movie that's coming out about based on his life that's being produced by Nick Cannon. Did y'all start shooting yes, that movie yet? Yeah. The movie is all shot already. Shout out uh, KT. Shout out Mama Pill. Shout out Mr. G. Shout out Nick, of course. Nick is Nick is trending in the news right now for, for his beef. Oh, yeah. With but, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but shout out Nick. Um, it's definitely done already. Like um, in terms of all of the the raw footage, right? But um, he's got like it's just so much footage. That's the challenge with a documentary is you you get especially and and the more lively and colorful the person's life that you're documenting, the more lively their life is. The 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 more uh, crazy, the more arduous the task of condensing all that footage because you got, um, and especially uh, somebody like head of head of different families, you know what I'm saying, where he was the breadwinner. So did you have that contentious spirit creeping in also where not only are everybody telling like super long stories, but everyone's tailoring their story to try to monopolize the memory of him. You know what I mean? In a way, so... It's, it's really tough to sit down and try to condense maybe 60, 80, or 100 hours of friends, family members, students, outsiders, all down into maybe what, what's a movie today? Hour and a half, two hours, top. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, that's, that's the challenge I think that he's having now is to try to get the main, the, the, get the main pieces that should be communicated um, while preserving 
the the honesty and integrity of the project because of what the project means to so many people, especially coming on the heels of Nipsey Hussle's tragedy and all of that. Let me ask you so, something. What was your relationship with Dr. Sebi and what are some of the teachings that you took away from him that changed your life? Um, well, when I started my health journey, right, I didn't start like a lot of the people in the community. So a lot of the people in the community, um, and I should say quote unquote always, but so a lot of people in the community, they kind of started with Jewel Pulkram, Queen Afour, Dr. Sebi, Laila Africa, like that, that wasn't me. I was a science guy. Like my thing was always science. As a, as a kid, I started out liking magic and I just kind of grew into, you know, science experiments and then just the, the, the dichotomy between liking information but not liking school kind of drove me into, you know, more self-study. And like I said, from birth, I always had uh, strong male influences that was always putting certain types of information in front of me. So my mind worked different. And um, I didn't really get hit to none of the black scholars in terms of dying until much, much later on. So my sojourn into Dr. Sabian specifically came by proxy through Mama Pill. And uh, for the fam- for the family that doesn't know, Mama Pill was his friend, um, his, his business partner, his wife. That's KT's mom, Red and Blue Pill's mom, KT, Red and Blue Pill, their brothers. Um, so that's where my real journey into the understanding the depths of his information past what the public got, because she was there with him from day one. And she was actually the first person on hand to reverse a AIDS patient's condition, if that's the, 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 the right way to phrase that. Right. Um, she was actually the first one there on site to do it. Now, of course, she did it with his formulas and protocols, but she was the one who administered the care and put everything in order and sat there and, and dealt with the ups and downs of the actual client to reverse the condition. So um, needless to say, when I had already had my kind of my, my herb thing going and my mind was already set in a certain direction. So when I met pill through, I think it was red. Yep, because Red Pill is one of them guys that takes so long to get ready that even if you come to get him an hour early, you still gonna leave that house an hour like at least thirty minutes late. <laughs> so anyway, when I when I when I finally like when I so when I met Mama Pill and realized who I was around all day, I just used to come to the house with notebooks, you know what I'm saying, and just let him do what he's doing. But I would just be on her the whole time while I was there, just picking her brain hour after hour after hour, just getting all the jewels that I could get and refining all of my techniques and formulas and uh, my home experiments and things like that. Uh, fast forward, I started doing lectures and bringing her out and KT and, and you know, we, we just, we just here. Then um, I think by the time the uh, documentary was formulating, I was so comfortable with explaining HIV, AIDS, and the reality, you know, the, the kind of underlying issues behind that, that it just made so much sense, um, especially since before he was even, uh, before he even transitioned, I was kind of like, I say like a bulldog in terms of when people pop up online talking greasy about Dr. Sabi, I would take it personal. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I live by a lot of the principles. So I would always take it as a personal attack on me when somebody attacked him and I would wind up being the person you see speaking up on behalf of Dr. Sabi. You know what I'm saying? Even though he had a lot of children and, and close students, et cetera, et cetera, it would always be. So people kind of got used to that type of energy. And whenever somebody talked reckless that, you know, I get inboxes like, yo, look at this guy right here. Get him. You know what I'm saying? And I was able to move around. And when I say move around, like I'm literate with the textbook, um, with the textbook science um, language. I'm, I'm, I'm literate there. So I, I can I can speak. Um, if a doctor wants to, you know, if an orthodox, I, I can speak that language, but I'm also, you know, herbalist and I understand the nuances of the conscious community uh, being a tenant in the, in the conscious community since before the conscious community was on social media, you know, so I know that the nuances, so I can speak to both groups of people. So it just made it, uh, you know, it just made it so easy to make that transition and then the people there you know what i mean mr g shout out like i said i'm a pill was like no you gotta interview my boys and this is my son right here yeah shout out to uh red pill blue pill uh we had blue pill on the show a couple of times and um i, I was privy to uh share the stage with them and do a lecture with them um shout out to those brothers and uh rest in peace to dr sebi so We've been going for a little over. So you, an hour. Hold on, hold on. You got to. So you got you got blue on. Did you did you do red? Nah, I didn't get red yet. I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them. You know, I, I see blue more than I see red. Yeah, I'm about to I, say I you gotta give you gotta get red and KT. Yeah, so I definitely gotta get that brother on here. Well, listen, we've been going about an hour and twelve minutes. We get about to wrap it up, but before we leave, I know uh you got a lot of things going on. Uh, you just came off the tour with Ha Ha Davis, and uh, you got the book out, uh, Soul Craft. Uh, what else? No, that's uh, not out yet. That's just I'm just um, I'm actually still writing the Soul. Well, you got the video. You got video part right. one now, and part now two. Now with that, right? With that is is actually it's three. It's the forward is up. That's the first installment. Um, then it's chapter one, chapter two, and I'm trying to put chapter three out by by uh, before Christmas. Right. Um, but what I'm doing is something new. I'm actually writing the book with the people, meaning as I write the chapters of the book, I'm releasing the, the chapter as audio with a video to it. So as I'm writing the book, the people are literally getting the book. So at some point, obviously, I have to stop because I would have given away the whole book for free if I do every single <laughs> chapter. <laughs> but um to me, the subject matter was so important that um, finance wasn't like that wasn't the, my primary issue with with this. You know what I'm saying? And the people will get the the the, the value, and they'll they'll remunerate me somehow. They'll buy some herbs. Uh, they'll come to the website. You know what I'm saying? And inkydetox.com, unitedplatesofamerica.org. Right, so you can come to the to the to the site, show some love there. Um, but I also have. Um, eat right for your haplotype, and this book is, is already. I've already been through maybe its tenth print. That's how um, that's how much the book sells. It is the first and only book of its kind. It um, it has all of the protocols to 
all of the various illnesses that people are calling for consultations and they need help with. And when I say all the protocols, I mean everything that your body needs in uh, in a given situation, clinically proven, clinically proven. So it's not like, okay, here, take this herb and that herb. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't do that because, um, A, if you run out of herbs, then you may not know what the active compounds in those herbs were to try to find them in a different plant source. Uh, but B, most of us, when we're trying to introduce a holistic or natural lifestyle <clears throat> or natural change in lifestyle to some of our um, loved ones and our friends, they immediately become doctors, like within a split second. Like this nigga might have a 40 ounce beer in his hand. The moment you start telling him about the poison in the beer, he becomes a doctor and he wants proof of why he should do this and that and the other. And <laughs> so the protocols are written in a way where you can sit down with anybody. Like when I did my class, I did a two year class after I initially released the book. And um, like I had nurses, doctors, biochemists, literally in the class. And they were like, yo, this is crazy because this is, I've been in my field for 10 years. I've been in my field for 15 years. I never learned this before. I never learned this before. This is amazing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, clinically proven at your hands, um, to begin to try to put a dent in what metabolic illness is doing globally, right? Cause we're, we're in, uh, a pandemic, of massive premature deaths right now due to metabolic illness and metabolic illness by nature is voluntary. It's not something that we have to have, right? It's simply lifestyle choices. And in most cases now nutrition, but we don't really know what's missing because most of us don't really know the full depths of our body. Right? So now we are giving you all that, right? All the way to the soul. <laughs> That's what they need. You know, and if they just want to follow me, make sure y'all go yeah, out. I was about to say, if they want to follow me, they can go on my Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to give you a chance to give them all that. That's why I want the okay, family. Okay, okay. Make sure y'all go out, support this brother. You already got chapter one, two, and three. So Christmas came early. You can watch the videos, but make sure you support this brother and you go get his books. So give everybody your social media handle and how they can get in contact with you. There we go. At Dr. Inky, D-R-E-N-Q-I. Very simple. E-N-Q-I, Dr. Inky. Um, and that's pretty much it. You can find me that way on IG and on YouTube. Um, you can call us directly, 833-777-6543. Eight three three seven 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 six five four three, right? That's the God number, you know. Um, that's the, the that's the God the God number is the God number, right? You Absolutely. know what I mean? So, so black man, in your last closing words, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have asked you, or that you want to leave the people with? Mm. You are not what you eat; you are what you see. See, it's oh. a whole nother level to this to this understanding that we have a soul and the soul is composed of light because then it makes sense of aspects of our body that we couldn't understand to this point. Like in our skin, wherever we have melanin, we have rhodopsin. 
which is the same pigment from your eyes, rhodopsin, the rods, rods and cones, the rods is short for rhodopsin. We have that same pigment in our skin. We also have opsins inside our blood vessels and our spine, all of the lumen in the body, like all of these places have opsins. Opsins only do one thing. They interpret light. So now we just have a whole nother understanding and it just, you know, it's just going to take some time. But I, like I said, I'm here for the family. So, you know, they, they, get, they can hold that. You are not what you eat. You are what you see. All right, that's it for us here at Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we just finished speaking to Minister Inky. Protons, electrons always cause energy. Peace.